0: Hello and welcome. This is Jason Kokenzie with another episode of Building Wealth Now. I am your host. Glad that you're here today. Thank you for subscribing to all of you subscribers. To you, guest, welcome as well. Glad that you're here too, and uh, we're thankful for you as well. And um, looking forward to this episode. I'm looking forward to this episode because uh, many of you know I love to travel with my family. Love to travel general, I love traveling and I love traveling everywhere, uh, I can, I mean we do travel quite a bit, uh, m- many of you know that um, a year ago we actually traveled for pretty much the entire year, we bought a motorhome and uh, a tow vehicle behind it, took my family, four kids, traveled literally for uh, that, what it equated to about a full year all across the United States uh, with my children. Uh, travel international. Uh, just, It's an amazing, amazing experience to be able to see things, um, to meet new people, all that kind of good stuff. And we absolutely had a blast doing it. I didn't travel international with my whole family at that point in time, but I have traveled internationally and looking forward to actually traveling out this year to go to at least Ireland, maybe some other places as well. But Uh, Travel's awesome, guys. And uh, for those of you who don't like to travel, uh, this episode's probably not going to be the one for you. But for those of you who do like traveling, uh, this episode is going to be for you. I mean, you're going to like it. And when we're talking about building wealth now, you're probably going to say, well, I don't get it. I don't get how travel and building wealth now equate. Well, guys, it does. Because let me just say this. Even if you like to travel but don't travel much, uh, maybe right now just because your financial state doesn't allow for it, maybe your, your time state because you're still at a job, you're building your wealth now, but you're not at that point of financial independence. Uh, you know, here's the deal, guys. Um, traveling is, is an expense. And it seems like... There's always something every year that you have to travel for, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Thanksgiving, some other holiday, maybe it's a wedding. Traveling is just a necessary thing. And it happens frequently. And so, you know, as a person who wants to uh, maximize their finances, building wealth now, one of the best ways that you can do it is through travel. Now, please understand we're not necessarily talking about <laughs> uh, huge income potential that you could do this as a business. That's not really the way that looks like, but just, just another avenue to help you grow your finances. You know, I have a family of six and if I, I want to go travel somewhere, uh, minimum, minimum, you know, for a, uh, for a five day trip, even a three-day trip, you're looking at fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars when all said and done. Um, if you go for longer than that, it might be twenty five hundred, thirty five hundred, and depending on where we go, it could be up five, six, seven grand. So travel can be expensive, and it's one of those things that I like to do everything possible to do what I can to maximize my life to be able to do what I want to do in those world of things. And so traveling is one of those opportunities that I can travel largely in part with my family. And here's the thing, virtually free. That's virtually free from airplane tickets, hotels, car rental. And that, the one thing that it probably does not include is your food, Uh, any extra activity expenses, you know, such as entertainment, things like that. Not, not those things, but the travel aspects, the hotel, the car, the airplane, those different types of things, guys, you can travel virtually free. We call this travel hacking. That's the slang term if you will. And I say virtually free because it's not it's not 100% free, but it's virtually free. You're saying, "Okay, Jason, what's the catch?" Well, there's real no catch. There's fees like taxes and things like that in some some scenarios that you have to pay. And not be a lot, maybe like $5. In most cases, it's really, really, really low. And, and I mean, you might be able to fly your entire family for maybe $25. Okay, like literally a $25 bill, right? There's no such thing as a $25 bill, but you get you get where I'm coming from, right? So what is travel hacking? How do we do it? all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm going to make this caveat at the very, 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 very beginning because this is super important because if you're not going to do this, then what I'm going to teach you for the rest of this time of this podcast is not going to be your cup of tea. So here's the deal guys. If you are undisciplined with your money, this is probably not your deal. If you are undisciplined with your credit cards, this is probably not your deal. If you are not a person who, if you do things on your credit cards, pay them off entirely every single month, then I'm telling you something, this is not your deal, okay? This is not your deal. So... I'm just going to be very honest with you. This is not your podcast episode either. (laughs) You probably just shouldn't listen to the rest of this because, isn't that funny? I'm telling listeners not to listen to my podcast. Now, that's just interesting, right? But, guys, I'm not here to get you in debt. I'm not here to make your life miserable financially. What I want to do is I want to help your life. I want to help you build wealth. Now, and if you're not disciplined, guess what, guys? This whole travel hacking thing is not going to be what makes you successful in life because it's just going to get you in more debt if you're not disciplined. Okay. So you need to ask yourself, am I disciplined? Be honest, be transparent with yourself and see what you can do. If you say, nah, I'm this, I'm just not, I'm just not as good as I need to be with credit cards. Then, then my recommendation, I don't want to excite you too much with what travel hacking is. And so my recommendation is you just turn it off. Now, If you're that person to say, yeah, I'm disciplined, I do have credit cards, and guess what? I pay them off every single month in entirety. Then guess what, guys? This episode could change your life. So are you ready? So what in the world is travel hacking? Well, guys, if you get credit cards, you probably often find a credit card with the best rewards, etc., etc., etc. But... If you are a traveling person, or even if if you're not, my recommendation to you is to actually think of your credit card when applying for it to get a better rate of return through using a travel rewards credit card as opposed to a cash back credit card. Here's the reason why. Because a typical cash back credit card varies by a few percents, but typically a 1%, potentially a 2%, and a rare oddity 3%. So you spend $1,000 on your credit card, you pay it off all in the next month, and you get a 1%. Percent return, maybe two, and very rarely three. Now, I'm all about maximizing investment, and if you're going to use a credit card, then a one percent, great, fine. You're making money back. Here's the deal: you can use your credit card for virtually any type of reward or not reward, I apologize, for any type of purchase, whether it's utilities, whether it's groceries, uh, really virtually anything else. If you have a large expense that you know that's coming, uh, virtually anything, car payment, you, you could use all these things, but the catch is, as long as you are paying off your credit card in entirety every single month, do credit cards really benefit you in That 1% return, 2% return, or again, rarely 3% return. Because, you know, these credit cards have 10% interest rates, potentially all the way up to, I've seen, 30% interest rates. Well, if you don't pay off your credit card even one month, that 1% return is gone. And even that 3% that rarely ever happens is also gone. This is key because this is where credit card companies... They suck you in to these rewards, and you're thinking, man, well, if I'm gonna spend money on my credit card, I wanna get cash back. Well, that sounds great and all, but if you're not paying off your credit card every single month and you accumulate three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars of credit card debt, well, let me guess, let me just tell you something. The very first month, it's gone, it's done, it's over. And you just got suckered in, and now you're paying 20% interest rate on a card that you have twenty thousand dollars credit card debt on. You see the problem? So again, it comes back to the discipline question: Are you disciplined? Now, guys, if you're on the credit card bandwagon and you're you're making the cash back, I'm just going to tell you something: getting one percent, two percent, three percent really is just not even worth it. It's just not. I mean, you know, even if you spend ten thousand dollars a year, you get one percent back. That's not a whole lot of money to be all excited and up in arms about, right? Really, you spent all that time stressing out all that kind of stuff to pay off your credit card for a measly maybe $100, right? Is it really worth it? Well, in the travel hacking arena, I submit to you today that it is worth it. Now, this podcast, as of the date it is published, is current, okay? (laughs) Okay? Obviously credit cards and everything that that goes on out there, there's all kinds of different things out there that constantly change. Different things are manipulated in the credit card industry. So as of today, these things are current. So if you're listening to this in three or four years now, my suggestion to you is make sure that you really research out at that point in time what the credit card issues are. Okay? So can I encourage you with that? So what is travel hacking and why can it be so beneficial? So here's the deal guys, whenever you look at credit cards, you're going to see specifically in the travel arena, if you get this credit card today, we will give you 50, 60, and in a rarity, 70, $75,000, or not dollars, but travel points or miles with this card. The rules... You have to spend two, three, four thousand dollars 4000 in the next three, four months. And if you accomplish that, then we will give you this 50, 60, 70,000 miles on a particular flight, company, carrier, hotel chain, rental car place. Now, this is cool, guys. Let's just take the airline industry. That's the one I prefer to focus on but we will talk about all of them and you'll see why actually I do focus on all of them. That if you say get 50,000 points on a $3,000 purchase over the course of three months, I want want you to do the math here. I want you to think about this. That comes to about a $1,000 airplane ticket. So in three months... I spend $3,000 to accumulate 50,000 miles, which in turn comes around to about a virtual $1,000 airplane ticket. Now here is something even cooler. Well, So let's look at this from a math perspective. We're looking at about a 33% return on investment. Whereas if we do... The traditional cash back investment, we are only looking at a 1% to 3% return. So what would you prefer? 1% to 3% or 33%? Okay. 1%? 33%. So in the travel world, when we get those 50,000 miles... For that same amount of money that would be spending on a typical cash back credit card, we are massively maximizing the rate of return on something that very likely you're going to be doing anyway through the course of a year because of a wedding or a holiday or something to that degree. So your travel hacking is giving you a 33% return. Even better. Even better. That... 50,000 mile reward bonus in miles, listen to this is non taxable because by law it is looked at as a rebate so in this scenario it's a two edged sword that you are able to use this travel hack method now I'm going to tell you something It gets better. In the credit card world, just to be very frank and honest, the absolute best credit cards out there are in the Chase Bank world in the form of something that we call ultimate rewards. Now, ultimate rewards are held in the basically a a database where you collect these points, and when you want to purchase something, whether it is airline tickets, hotel, or even rental car, you can apply these rewards to any of those venues. And at the moment that you are going to purchase that, guys... At the moment you're going to purchase that, you transfer that at the moment so that you can use those report reward points then. Now, what I don't encourage you is you to put those in, say, uh, your airline's account until you want to make the purchase. You're saying, well, why don't I want to do that? Because once you transfer them, they're stuck there. Okay, they're stuck there. And you don't want that. You want to make sure that your reward points are used when you want to use them rather than being stuck in there because you want to maximize your effort. Ultimate rewards allows you to do this in a very cool way where other companies, let's say you just get a Delta credit card. Anytime you get those 50,000 miles, which is still in a sense a good deal, it is only applied to Delta. There are some exceptions to that rule, but Ultimate Rewards allows you to do it through via airline, multiple, like United, like some even international, like Korean Air, like Alaska Air, like Southwest. And so with the Ultimate Rewards program, you're actually massively maximizing your opportunity because of this exact thing, okay? Now... Here's the deal. The ultimate rewards, or I should say Chase, has what they call a 524 rule. Which means you are not able to apply for their credit card anymore if you have applied for five, uh, more than five credit cards of any type within a 24 month period of time. So it doesn't just have to be Chase it could be chase or it could be some other credit card company altogether like american express or whatever the case might be could be any company altogether. so it's not just chase ultimate rewards credit cards but it is virtually anybody's credit card that you can apply for okay what the 524 rule is if you apply for more than five credit cards in a 24-month period of time then if you go to apply for another chase ultimate rewards credit card They're actually going to deny you that credit card, which means in this scenario, they're also not going to allow you to get the rewards points. Now, here's the deal, guys. Listen to this. Okay? Listen to this. It's important for you to understand if you are married, not to have your wife or your husband as a co-applicant, because that means in that scenario, you you are only able to rent, rent, apply for five credit cards. Now let's say each of those credit cards are 50,000 points. So that's five times 50,000. That's 250,000 points that you're able to accumulate in a 24 month period of time, a two year time. If your spouse is not an applicant on that card, then you can actually do this 10 times in a 24-month period. So then we have what we call a 10-24 rule as of the date of this podcast. So now you apply for a credit card virtually about every four to five months. Your spouse applies for an ultimate rewards card about every four to five months. So the accumulation of 24 months, two years, you are now able to accumulate 500,000 miles. And for each 50,000, so at this rate, you know, for each 50,000, you're looking at about a $1,000 true, in a sense, return. On a $3,000 investment, 33% increase. So over the course of 10 credit cards, 500,000 points, you are making $10,000 return, still a 33% return over the course of two years. Now, yes, I get it. That money is all directed towards travel. But think of the possibilities that you can do with that. Now, this is a much bigger conversation than this. There's so many awesome things that you can do with this. But think about even international travel that these ultimate rewards actually allow to have ultimate uh, travel rewards all across the world. You're able to get United flights internationally, Korean air flights internationally, flights to Hawaii, flights to different places all across the world because of these ultimate rewards points, because these ultimate rewards points aren't stuck to one particular airline, which also includes hotel, which also includes rental car. Is that not ridiculous or what? 33% return, travel hacking at its finest. I'm going to say one last thing. And I'm going to end this podcast out here today that there's one other avenue is that in this time that you are going through your ultimate rewards, there's one other avenue that I recommend that you consider. Once you have gone through all of the ultimate rewards points, there's one other card in the Chase family that I also do recommend. And that is what we call the Southwest Chase Rewards Card. And the cool thing about the Southwest Chase Rewards card is that it is a cool deal that if in the beginning of the year, January or very early in the beginning of your new year, these Chase Reward cards I've seen go anywhere from 50, 60, 70,000 points upon application where you have to spend three dollars to $4,000. But if you, in the beginning of a year, accumulate 110,000 rewards points, in that year, the sooner in the beginning of the year, the better. They give you what they call a companion pass, which means you personally have to buy an airplane ticket, but you also get to bring a friend on the flight with you for virtually free. And what I mean virtually free is that there's a little bit of tax charge there, which might be five, $10. If you get it in the beginning of the year, you virtually will have two years. So if you get it in January of a new year, you get it for two years. So you get it all the rest of the year plus the end or the, the, the whole rest of the next year. Now, if you get it towards the end of the year, say November, December, you get it all the rest of that year plus a full year. So obviously the best way to get this particular rewards point, this particular travel hack is the best way to maximize this is that you get it in the very beginning year not only do you get the companion pass but you also get those additional 50 to sixty thousand points isn't that incredible so guys this is travel hacking now there's a lot more uh, of uh, the conversation we can have about this of how to maximize this but here's the thing guys there's not really catches to this there's not really a whole lot of uh, of like all right where's the fine print what i just told you really is what it is but again, the key thing is being disciplined, being wise with your money. If you're not able to uh, truly pay off your credit card, then it's just not worthwhile to you. 33%. Isn't that cool? Hopefully you learned something. Hey, if you have people who love to travel, tra- uh, travel to the, help them get to this podcast. We appreciate y'all subscribers. Hey, share this with your travel friends They want to know how to travel hack. You want to go travel everywhere for virtually free, right? Internationally, it's a pretty sweet deal. It's a pretty sweet deal. So this is Jason Kokenzie. Hey, go to our Facebook community, themasterace.com. It's a growing community. We talk about entrepreneurism, residual incomeism, how to build businesses, how to live financially independent, how to retire early, how to move forward in life with an awesome financial independence. Hey, this is Jason Kikenzie signing off for you today. Look forward to chat with you next time. Have a great and awesome day and go travel some, huh?